Welcome back to CFO Weekly, where we're talking with financial leaders about how to build efficiency in their teams, create time for strategy, and ultimately get results with your host, Megan Weiss. Let's jump right in. Today, my guest is Steve Gallucci. Steve is the national leader of the U.S. CFO program at Deloitte. The CFO program harnesses the broad capabilities of the firm to deliver forward-thinking insights for every stage of a CFO's career. Steve helps CFOs manage the complexities of their roles, tackle compelling challenges, and adapt to strategic shifts in the market. In addition to his CFO program leadership responsibilities, Steve's 30 years of experience at Deloitte includes advising Deloitte's largest and most complex clients in the consumer and industrial products, media, and private equity sectors. Prior to his current role, Steve served as the New York Marketplace Managing Partner. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. This is a real honor. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, the Deloitte CFO Signal Survey has been my go-to source for understanding what's on the CFO's mind for years now, and I'm excited to have an opportunity to discuss the Q3 2020 results with you. Super. So to start, let's talk about the survey itself. Can you provide us an overview of what exactly the survey is, who it's given to, et cetera? Sure. Um, It uh, surveys CFOs, predominantly uh, in the United States, but uh, it does cover parts of companies that are based in Mexico and Canada. So it's a North America footprint, if you will. And uh, typically, uh, we receive upwards of 150 responses on a quarterly basis to our survey. We perform it on a quarterly basis. In terms of the size of the companies, most of the companies, about 85% of them are billion dollar plus. Most of those companies, about 75% of the the respondents are public companies. We do have some private companies, but rather larger private companies. They're diversified against all industries and sectors. The bigger parts of the economy represent a larger part of of these, these surveys, so it's proportional from that perspective. And we've been doing it for upwards of 10 years. Great. So this is really North America's top finance executives. Correct. I know the past few quarters have reflected that CFOs are feeling leery about the economy. And I imagine that the current situation with COVID has only made that sentiment stronger. So how exactly are CFOs feeling about the economy in this latest survey? Well, the latest survey, just to give you some context of timing, we do it on a quarterly basis. The latest survey uh, was done in the August timeframe. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, it was done in the April timeframe. So as you can imagine, obviously, April was uh, a uh, really the, the, the impact of the pandemic was, was very much in, in the midst of when we asked these questions in the second quarter survey. So we look at the third quarter results. There actually was an uptick. Um, most CFOs uh, rated the economy uh, better than they did in the second quarter. In, in terms of a couple statistics, uh, the overall economy, they rated better than, than the, the second quarter. About 84% of the CFOs in the, in the third quarters were operating at above 75% of the capacity. So that was, that was up from 75% who said they were at that level in the second quarter. Uh, only 16% they were below 75% capacity, which, which was, that was really led by the sectors that were hardest hit in the pandemic, uh, which included retail, wholesale, uh, and the like. And there were about a quarter of CFOs who said at that point in time that they were already at a, 
above their pre-crisis operating levels. Uh, and then another 19% said they'd be there by the end of 2020. So all in, uh, there was certainly an uptick in, in the second quarter. That being said, to temper that a bit, while they saw prospects better than the second quarter, they all commented that they felt like the, uh, the downturn would take longer to work itself out. Longer than they had originally anticipated? Longer than they had originally anticipated in the April timeframe. Well, I guess there's some good news there. At least things seem to be improving a little bit. Indeed, indeed. And maybe even to break that a little bit further, um, there were, uh, and this is the first time we really saw this in, in, in our surveying over the 10-year period, two other data points. One, uh, the CFOs we polled were a little more bullish on the China economy versus the North American economy. We typically have not seen that, but again, just given the pace of the recovery in the August timeframe, um, you can understand why that was in fact the case. And then we do have some questions about equity markets. And surprisingly, at that point in time, 84% of respondents said that they thought U.S. equity markets were overvalued. As a comparison, when we asked that question in the April timeframe, uh, only 55% said that. Wow. So how are CFOs feeling specifically about their businesses? Well, again, it's, it's a mixed bag. For those that have, uh, have benefited, if you will, um, or were well-positioned to deal with the pivot that caused by the pandemic, uh, they, were, uh, they were more bullish. For those uh, that were not, and for those sectors that were really crushed, like travel and so forth, mm-hmm. they were obviously less bullish. But if, if you were positioned in the, say, in the consumer space where you had a significant digital footprint that you could pivot to, uh, those companies were able to, to pivot uh, very successfully and were, were even able to, to take initiatives that they had planned on, planned on for you know, years to come and expedite those. So I know we all wish we had a crystal ball here, but generally speaking, when do CFOs think things are going to return to normal? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, in most cases, CFOs saw the impacts of the pandemic carrying out through uh, 2020 into 2021. And, and for the most part, uh, the consensus was that the economy would not fully get back on its feet until calendar 2022. Wow. it's a long time. <laughs> sure. So what is the most important role that CFOs have played during this COVID crisis? Yeah, interesting. We we do we do uh, make some uh, of our questions focused on that. Most cited roles that centered on managing cost, managing cash, liquidity. On that last topic, most CFOs have used have raised additional cash. Many saying they were using it to fund cash reserves in the face of uncertainty. And again, most were prevalent worries, if you will, were were really the impacts of the pandemic and the and the the lack of of their ability to predict the impact whether it be you know, more shutdowns and then the impact that would have on, on consumer demand and be able to manage through that. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, can't really imagine being a CFO this year. I'm sure it's been fraught with uh, challenges. No question about it. So not everything is bad news here. COVID has given many businesses an opportunity to re-examine some of their strategies. So let's talk about some of the strategic shifts that are being driven by the pandemic. Yeah, uh, and that, and you're, you're absolutely right, Megan. The, the 
the pandemic, uh, whether you're looking at uh, uh, your talent strategy, your customer strategy, certainly your your, your workforce strategy, uh, all all of those have been uh, all of those topics uh, are ones that CFOs and, and and executives across across the C-suite have been able to 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 really uh, look at and and make some decisions that they wouldn't have otherwise made maybe pre-pandemic. So, for example. Clearly, there's been a, a huge shift uh, in uh, the office worker working from home, uh, and most, uh, and you know, I would put Deloitte in this category, most uh, enterprises uh, saw that their productivity in many cases not only did, did not go down, and in some cases went up. So I think a newfound uh, uh, appreciation for remote work and what the future of work looks like how that uh, may open up opportunities in terms of access to talent pools that they wouldn't have otherwise have looked at because they were more felt like confined to a geographic base, if you will. Yeah. So, so certainly a lot, we're learning a lot from a talent management, talent acquisition perspective. I think in, in, in the case of, for those businesses that were consumer-based, uh, understanding buying patterns, an ability to uh, move much more their customer base to a digital platform, has allowed uh, enterprises to gain more access into buying patterns with obviously that ability to, to have more data on your customer allows uh, companies to uh, be smarter about their supply chains, about uh, about how they move product, et cetera. So I think those areas are, are certainly areas that, that companies will continue to, to take a hard look at and, uh, and will certainly have downstream effects. I mean, clearly the remote workforce is going to have an impact on the office market. Uh, I think the real estate community certainly is is grappling with that cur- currently, mm-hmm. and um, it's probably too early to tell uh, any long term impacts until you know we get by the pandemic and ultimately get to a vaccine and therapies that allow the economy to open up and transportation to uh, people to have more trust in transportation. But certainly. There's no doubt that um, you know, the, those impacts of, from the pandemic will have long-lasting long effect on, on how companies do business with their customer and with their own employee base. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that opens up pretty much the world globally to uh, you know companies to find talent and, and there's less pollution and more flexible work arrangements. So I, I do think that that's very positive for a lot of people. No question about it. Lastly, so what are some of the trends outside of COVID you're seeing, either those that have been around for a while or maybe newly emerging? Well, I, I think one of the things that the pandemic has done is, is taken trends that we've been either seeing develop or, or futurists would predict what happened in, in two to three years and accelerating those. So clearly, um, the digitization uh, of you know, all things IT, uh, moving systems to the cloud. I, I've touched on already, uh, you know, remote remote working uh, workforces and working arrangements. Uh, those trends will you know, have been, been vastly accelerated from that perspective. Clearly, I think the impact of, um, of being able to interface with customers in a virtual setting has proved to be effective. Um, that's certainly going to have an impact on the number of, of airline tickets that get sold in the future, uh, you know, as well as um, you know, uh, hotel rooms and rental cars and the like. So uh, clearly, um, in, the, in the area of, uh, of healthcare delivery, 
You know, we're certainly seeing that uh, the pandemic has opened up the the topic of or of, of telemedicine, uh, and uh, and that is something that the uh, healthcare delivery ecosystem is certainly going to have to grapple with, whether that be the providers, the big systems, uh, or the insurance companies that pay claims. Um, so those are the types of things that, again, you know, from a from a from a, a prognosticator standpoint or a futurist uh, would have said uh, would become the norm in three, maybe five years are, are things that are here and now. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Hopefully businesses can keep this positive momentum going long after the COVID crisis is over. Hopefully we don't fall back into our, you know, bad habits. Yes, that, 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 that would be the hope. And, and you know, it's, it, it, most companies and most CFOs that we're talking to today, a big concern that they have, obviously, is well-being of their employee. Mm-hmm. If you take a step back and, and clearly the, <clears throat> the impact that the pandemic has had on, on uh, employees uh, having to shelter, if you will, and do work from home, if you can, there are a lot of, lot of jobs that require one to be that you can't do it from at home. Uh, if you're a nurse uh, or if you're a you know, civil servant of some sort, uh, very, very hard to do that work remotely. So that's one aspect of, the, of, of well-being that, that companies are, are, are giving a lot, of, a lot of thought to from that perspective. Obviously, the, the broader economic downturn has caused companies to retrench and, and uh, reduce costs. Obviously, unemployment has stayed at above normal levels, uh, and, and that is weighing on our economy you know, writ large, uh, but also on individual family units and whatnot. And then certainly, the, uh, the, the, what the pandemic has uncovered is, is unfortunately, the, the, the social injustices that are wrought through our economy not only today in our society today, but but for many many years, so uh, you know companies uh, across all spectrums of size and sector are having to deal with that uh, in many respects, and many are uh, no easy answers for any of that. But all of those uh, on on people, and then even lop on top of that, some of the challenges we're dealing with from a climate climate perspective, as well as the political instability in our system. There's no shortage of, of uh, societal challenges that uh, that are impacting companies and individuals. Uh, so it's it's a it, it's a challenging time, you know, across the board. Whether you're a CFO or a CXO of sort, you know, these are all 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 issues that um, they're all trying to manage through. Yeah, 2020 has definitely been an interesting year, without question. Steve, thank you for your time today. Having the opportunity to glimpse into what North America's top finance executives are thinking and doing has been a real pleasure. Well, I appreciate it and I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, for all of our listeners today, I hope you've enjoyed today's discussion as well. And if you'd like to download the high-level report, it's available at Deloitte.com and I'll include a link to it in the summary write-up of this podcast as well. I hope you'll all tune in next week and until then, take care of yourselves and have a great week. If you're ready to boost efficiency and streamline your accounting processes at significant cost savings, it's time to talk with Personiv. Their people-powered solutions have transformed the delivery of back office tasks and general accounting functions for decades, partnering with clients to provide everything from accounts payable to payroll services. See what Personiv can do for you by visiting personiv.com. You've been listening to CFO Weekly presented by Personiv. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to hear all of our episodes. Want to learn more? Check out personif.com. Thanks for listening.